Hey everyone, I hope you're all doing well this week, and welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, if you're new here, that's okay, I still welcome you. Now, before we can continue on with this episode, I just want to make sure that everyone has their cup of joe right next to them, whether it's hot or iced, and if not, honestly, any liquid beverage will suffice. I just love having company, and I hope my company also suits you. In February 1970, the first Black History Month was celebrated. By the way, quick side note, I just realized as I was editing all this, I had said that uh, teaching credential cost about 4000 but didn't emphasize that 4000 is just fall tuition. It's not including the whole estimate where I told you about 15000 without financial aid for the whole school year. So just to make it clear, that 4000 is for the fall semester, but um, when I said more than 15000 that's like including board and room and anything else that comes down with a full year school. As I've previously mentioned before, I'm currently studying for my teaching to credential. Ugh. Sorry, everyone. Huh. I don't know what it is, but even though, like, I mean, come on, I'm making a podcast about me doing solo episodes about my thoughts and whatnot, but I don't know why, for some reason, whenever I try to talk about anything that I'm doing in the sense of, well, you know, studying in a graduate level program or my career right now that I'm doing to make sure that, you know, I make money in order to pay for this, for these programs, <laughs> I feel a little sometimes condescending where I'm like, okay, Estrella, don't be talking too much, like the whole world revolves around you, but at the same time, these are kind of um, passions of mine, and I want to share my passions with all of you, with all of my listeners, honestly, and I think that's why Even in my previous episodes, I find myself like internally spiraling because I'm like, okay, I don't want to come off sounding too conceited like, oh, I'm all this and that because I studied at UC Santa Barbara and now I'm in graduate school. No, like, uh. and then of course, I also don't want to downplay myself where people will just think, oh, she, she's not really, you know, she doesn't got much going on. She's just kind of a pretty face whatever pretty quiet I don't want that either so I still try and find well I'm still trying to find a happy medium where I don't sound super condescending but at the same time I let you guys know what I'm doing because I mean at the end of the day who doesn't love to talk about their passions and again I'm doing a freaking podcast and I'm emphasizing solo podcasts about different talks and a lot of those different talks and topics and whatnot do some way some way shape or form correlate back to the way I was raised and my experiences but also things I've seen from news outlets or just other interesting topics anyways okay now I'm hoping that since I've let this off my chest and I'm just really trying to just be as super honest as I can so that you know my episodes in the future don't sound like I'm internally spiraling so much like just want to make sure all this is out in the air about my feelings. Whew. 
All right, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Now, as I've previously mentioned, I am studying for my teaching credential and master's in education over here at Cal State Stanislaus. And oh my goodness, it is so expensive. Like if you thought undergrad was expensive, and that's that if you did community college the first two or three years to save yourself some money, oh my goodness, a teaching credential, master's, it's, it just gets more pricier. Now here's the thing, I mean, I've always known school was expensive, but when the world is kind of going through a global pandemic, eh, everything just feels more like intensified. Like in the sense, I already know school is expensive, but because I have personally received like a pay cut in my school district job, because for example, I'm an after school teacher, but I was able to pick up extra hours in the morning by substituting at like the high school campuses and whatnot. But because I don't have that extra substitute income, I myself am kind of not struggling to make ends meet like I mean I'm surviving I'm fine and whatnot but I mean it's hard like and I know I'm not the only one who has been going through pay cuts and just trying to find other ways to collect some coins to just keep moving during this unusual life-changing time now COVID-19 and job cuts and everything it's like it feels like all those struggles at least for me feel more like I said like more intense in the sense it's like I'm expected to pay without financial aid about more than eight thousand I'm gonna say fifteen thousand dollars just for one year of my teaching credential without financial aid and that's not including like board and room and all that stuff. Now, here's the thing. I mean, I already knew those tuition rates were coming and that's why I had been saving for it and whatnot. But since the whole social distancing regulations have been put in the Stanislaus County and many other counties, a lot of the universities shut down their in-person classes. And due to that, all our classes turned virtual and you know that's fine but if we're going to be doing virtual setting classrooms like during this entire summer I'm going to be taking about three courses for my teaching credential all online and it's like a schedule online thing and then I still don't really know how it's going to fully work I'm waiting for my professors to send out more information through syllabus because honestly if I'm internally spiraling, trying to figure out how I'm going to like finish my courses and be a student fully online because I've never done that before, I can only imagine how professors are feeling right now too, especially professors who never really liked fully relying on technology to teach their courses. Now, they're probably making sure they can prepare themselves as much as possible. So my whole summer will be online. And going into the fall semester, as I continue these teaching credential courses, it's still going to be all online because, again, it's like even though things are opening up where we can start to go out, such as go out and dine in places or go out to the shops, we still have to 
keep six feet apart from under the or from other individuals but you can't really do that in a university setting which again it makes sense and we just got to be as careful as we can but you know just live anyways so my whole fall semester will also be fully online so if you ask me paying more than four thousand dollars just to do everything virtually online when you were expected to do an in-person pro program global pandemic or not it kind of seems unfair actually and that's kind of something i'm like a little worried about but also not too worried about because you know you kind of learn this with age and well i'm 25 you kind of just like do your best to take everything day by day and not internally spiral too much which is probably hard to believe because of the way sometimes i can come off but i actually received this petition from change.org and it's a petition for people to sign to lower stanislaus state university fall 2020 tuition and right now as i'm looking in the teaching credential units for that semester all right so a tuition fee for a teaching credential student is about let's see okay it's about three thousand three hundred and thirty dollars and including instructional related activities about fifty eight dollars then health faculty 13 health services 215 university union 302 hold on let me see yep yep it looks about right so all of these and there's still a few more numbers but i just wanted to read those first couple numbers because you know just to give you the idea but it looks like overall it's going to be costing four thousand two hundred and sixty two dollars just to do this all virtually so i'm going to make sure to copy and paste this link into the description of the podcast because it would mean so much for all of my amazing listeners that join me at these coffee shops to sign this petition because not only will you be helping me out but you'll be helping out any stan state student that is trying to do what they can to avoid paying such expensive fees during such a particular time in our economy where people are honestly struggling like i usually go on linkedin honestly linkedin is probably the social media platform that i use more than anything like i use it more than instagram i use it more than twitter well i just got a twitter but anyways i even use it more than youtube and as i scroll through my linkedin feed it's like every day i see about three to four posts about people talking about how they just recently graduated from undergrad but they were laid off from their full-time job and they're doing everything they can to find like another job and they were laid off because of COVID-19 da 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 so so much is going on and if you want to help support students who are really trying to strive to higher education to really make a difference in this crazy world we live in please sign this petition It'll help us out a lot. Now, moving on away from like university talk, which honestly, it's personally kind of hard for me to 
fully stem away from that. I'm just a school nerd at heart. <laughs> so one of the topics I do want to move on personally does go back to my Latinx community members. And even if you're not Lat Latinx, Latino, Latina, however you identify yourself, if what I'm about to say resonates with you, then I'm glad I'm able to help do that for you because I know when I hear a certain podcast or YouTuber or any kind of influencer say something that resonates within my heart, I always feel leaving powerful and just like I'm not alone. Now, I'm going to be as bluntfully and respectfully honest as I can. I personally have met individuals that are also family members that tend to say things in regards to I'm not racist I just don't really like the way African Americans are that's something I've kind of grown up listening to I've personally never thought it was okay because if you've heard my previous episodes or even if you just have just the sense of how I am due to what I talk about, write about, anything like that, I am just not a racist individual. We're all people. Like, it's amazing that we all have our own culture. We all like to share our cultural roots and are proud from la tierra we come from. But that doesn't necessarily mean we should start being racist. We shouldn't be racist at all. And when I used to hear that stuff growing up and even till this day, it really used to irk me. It really, really did. But during my teenage years and super, super early 20 years, Whenever I'd hear like older relatives of mine say something like that in the regards of, oh, I just don't like how African-Americans talk, but I'm not racist. That would, oh my goodness. But either one, if I would say something, it would start in like an argument, which will then lead to another argument, to another argument. And then it's like nothing got solved. Or if that didn't happen, what would end up being a result is that I just wouldn't say anything because I'm like, you know, th this individual is not going to listen to me because, well, obviously it's important to respect your elders, but sometimes the individuals that really, really hang on to that belief where it's kind of in a negative way, they take it in the sense where they'll look at someone like me who's only 25 and maybe they're like 60 and they're like, mm, Estrella doesn't know what she's talking about. She's dumb. She doesn't have life experience. What I'm saying is right, so I'm just going to say it. Even if I'm not taking her feelings into consideration on how she might interpret this, these thoughts of mine, whatnot. Now, obviously with everything going on, I've really wanted to speak more about it and I feel like I've been doing so by just educating myself, trying to include informative and helpful information on these podcasts and well, up here where I'm living at, it's just so funny because after I recorded and uploaded my last episode, 
<laughs> I literally saw like, I think it was a few days later, a couple of protests for the Black Lives Matter movement happening in Oakdale, which, another, which is another small town near me, and another protest in Modesto on like our main main street, but they didn't get like, from what I saw, too crazy, so I haven't really been able to find my way into protesting just yet. But trust me when I say I'm keeping my eyes open for that. Anyways, so going back to what can sometimes be or feel like a touchy subject to Latinx families where if you're someone like me who just wants to help enlighten the minds of elder relatives in your families that just come off sounding like racist well this is what i've personally been doing lately first of all when that conversation starts it'll usually happen with my elder relative saying like the other day one of my elder relatives asked me what do you think of everything that's going on in the world right now with the black lives matter movement and i responded with well just a lot is going on, but I'm glad that it looks like positive change is going to happen from this because everyone deserves to be treated as a person. And one of their responses was, you know, I'm not racist, but I don't know what it is, but just the color of the skin of African Americans scare me. Mm. And the way they talk, I just don't like the way they talk. It's like all that comes out of their mouth is foul language. Mm. So, obviously me being the way I am, I did not like this kind of talk because obviously it sounded kind of ignorant. But at the same time, I tried to view it in their perspective, which honestly, doing that helped lead the conversation in an enlightening way. So, after my relative had shared that, and I was listening and giving good eye contact, and I wasn't responding in a bitchy, mean, or condescending tone, once I heard everything she had to say, I then looked at him and was like, I understand what you mean, but I don't think that's the best way you mean to say it because for example honestly any race comes off like that like a lot of trump supporters they see mexicans like you as i as really ghetto or disrespectful or just lazy blah 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 just because we're mexican we can look like that to trump supporters but that's not really the case like you and i we're not like that we we're hardworking, we're educated, da 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 And there's also African Americans that are very hardworking and they're not scary, we're just all people. And for some reason, God, the universe, whatever you believed in, decided to make a wonderful mixing pot of different cultures to be in this world. And when I said it like that, I can promise you, I saw it in my relative's eyes like a light bulb struck, struck, like, hey, hmm, you make a point. I'm not racist. That does sound mean. But what I am, Estrellita, I just, I don't like 
people who are mean and I don't like people that can come off like really really how can I say this like people that can come off like disrespectfully ghetto and it's like once I like told her how every different race has you know disrespectful individuals the same as respectful individuals it's like my relative took out all those thoughts that she had towards african-americans and any other race she brought up it's like she took the whole race topic thing out and just thought again it's not about the race it's just about how people present themselves and act and that conversation honestly only lasted about I'm gonna say five minutes and because there was no yelling no condescending and I let my relative just speak what they thought and I could see that because I wasn't like taking a defense to it but I still stood my ground my relative chose to hear my thoughts I personally was surprised but I think what also helped was again like a lot of my res relatives in the Latinx community have a strong relationship with God. I'm not sure how it is for everyone else. I know some people leave it off to the universe and whatnot, but because I know a lot of my relatives have a belief in God, because I used God to remind them that we're all just humans and we were just, you know, made into this wonderful melting pot, it's like it enlightened her. And because of that, I felt like I was slowly but surely still using my voice to continue enlightening different perspectives on the Black Lives Matter movements for individuals that may have just seen it as not a big deal when it really is. And that's how I've also been attacking, not attacking, that sounds mean, but that's how I've been going by about this situation when people ask me what I think, blah, 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 I just let them speak. And if it and if I can see that no like arguing arguing is gonna happen because let's face it when two people are just arguing and hot headed nothing gets done or said properly but I just do my best to make an open conversation happens and it happens and as long as the person who's delivering the message isn't yelling or trying to make themselves seem more powerfully like I know more than you then, you know, you might actually plant a little seed or something for a positive, you know, outlook. Now, trust me, I know it's easier said than done. I really know that. But I just wanted to let you know because I know there are other Latinx members, especially Latinas, where when we try to voice what we think, or our thoughts or anything to our elder family members they don't always take us the most serious I don't know if it's because we're women I don't know if it's because we're younger than our elders that we're trying to you know conversate with to this level but you just gotta try your best to just present yourself as a bigger person in the sense that you're gonna do everything you can to just inform the person not fight inform and even if it doesn't come out as a crystal clear, sorry guys, I was going to burp. If it doesn't come out as a crystal clear conclusion that you wanted outcome, 
I promise you that you at least planted a little tiny seed where even if they don't vocalize and tell you put a change, they're thinking about it. And that's all that matters. And we all need to continue doing it in that way, especially for us in the Latinx community where it can be a little hard sometimes to talk to certain family members. All right, everyone, before I officially end this podcast, I wanted, hold on, sorry, guys, my phone kind of locked, and that's where I usually write down my quotes and facts that I want to share with all of you. Okay, it's unlocked now. Now, before I officially end this podcast, I did want to share a quote with all of you. Well, here it is. The highest form of knowledge is empathy. Bill Bullard. Now, I want to thank you all for sticking around with this episode. And please, I would really appreciate it if you comment, rate, and subscribe this podcast. Because it will really make a difference for me so then I can collect all this information and find a way to slowly continue to build on this podcast, find ways to stop internally spiraling, and, you know, just make it a good episode for you guys. Because personally, I love podcasts, and I've never found a hobby that I've been so motivated to do every week, like podcasting. Like, I can genuinely tell you that, and trust me, I've been... I have a history of just dabbing in many different hobbies and seeing what works for me, but so far, I think podcasting, it's doing pretty good for me, and I hope just these coffee chat settings do something for you. All right, I'll see you next week, and have a good week. Bye, everyone.